Bitcoin. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, Bitcoiners, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to Bitcoin and Markets Breakout Time. Let's do a market update. Okay, you guys are here for a market update, for some news, for a community update. So let's get right into it. Uh, if you guys are not following me at BTC MRKTS, you need to because uh, last night, well, um, I actually made a couple good calls here over the last few days. Um, I tweeted out when the futures price passed the spot price and I said, Look, this is passing right now. I think the next little bit is going to be interesting. And then approximately, I think 45 minutes to an hour later, we saw that huge candle from 37 up to 39 uh, or 3,700 up to 3,900. And then we consolidated there for a long time. And I was actually starting to get a little bit bearish thinking we were going to come back down and test 36 area. But um, then I looked at the Kumo, the the Ichikumu cloud and it was ready to break out. And I said, I tweeted out again. I said, look, it might look bearish, but we're about to exit the four hour cloud. Uh, TK cross is coming up. Prices, uh, uh, the trailing price indicator line, whatever that is, is above the price. And it looked pretty bullish to me. And then this morning, now over the last few hours here, we've had a big breakout. So follow me over at BTCMRKTS. I tweet out some charts there too, so uh, that's helpful. I think. I don't know. And and guys, give me feedback. You know, I'm. I, nobody can predict this stuff super accurately, uh, but give me feedback, and we can learn together. We can tweak what we're watching together, and it should. Uh, be beneficial for everybody that watches that feed. Okay, let me look at the price. I got it's moving so fast right now, guys. It's it's just shooting, shooting up. Uh, Forty ninety four. The price is getting ahead of the futures price now again. It's forty sixty two on OKCoin OK quarterly futures. We might get some resistance around forty one. Uh, we'll see how that works, but uh, the futures will probably catch up. If they don't, I mean. It's going to have a weight on the price, so I hope I hope futures does catch up here. We could always go back and retest the cloud down at thirty-eight, but I'm I'm looking at the chart here. Let me pull up my other. I have you know my trading view chart where I have everything set up. Okay, the next big resistance I'm seeing is forty-three fifty. Um, the midline of this pitchfork that I'm kind of working on, I haven't really used a pitchfork before, uh, but it, it seems to be doing okay. And that midline would, right now, like if we went today up to this midline, it would be 45.26. So I think we're going to be pushing some of these uh, mid 4,000 levels here uh, now that we broke 4,000 and, and are going north pretty fast. Uh, we'll see. So that's the price. The, the spread is getting bigger. It was at zero. And like I said, I tweeted out about that and it was pretty close to bang on. Okay, market cap right now, or at least this morning when I collected this stuff, was $66 billion for Bitcoin. Global Bitcoin market cap is $140 billion, And the ma that makes a maximalist price of eighty-four seventy. dollars So I, I do think that we can always get up to these maximalist prices. Um, that is, if you take the total crypto market cap, you divide it by the supply of Bitcoin right now, uh, what would that be for Bitcoin? And uh, 
I think that this kind of um, gives us some information about the future where it's possible that Bitcoin can get up to that high. It's not ludicrous to say Bitcoin can get to 8470 because that's what the maximalist price is. All right. Um, difficulty. Now, my two sources for this, which I'm, I'm going to be interested to see how this works out. I'm guessing this spread between my two sources for the upcoming retarget of Bitcoin's difficulty. I'm assuming that they're going to get closer as the time, you know, um, the over the next few days here before we we have a difficulty adjustment uh, because uh, Bitcoin Wisdom, which was where I was getting, they get theirs through SEPA, his his analysis. It's saying negative 3%. So Bitcoin will get 3% easier to mine. Uh, but fork.lol, my new, one of my new favorite sites, they are showing a, a positive 3% adjustment. I want to talk a little bit about Bcash too, because right now Bcash is slightly more profitable to mine than Bitcoin. But, you know, that's because their difficulty is ridiculously easy. Probably like 6 or 7% is difficult to mine Bcash. Their, their next adjustment is, is scheduled to be an 80% increase in their difficulty. They're just whipsawing around. And, you know, obviously that's not a way to build a service or build a business on top of Bcash when you're whipsawing around going from uh, five five blocks every 10 minutes to zero blocks for 12 hours that's not the way to actually have a good good service on bitcoin anyway i think bcash is dead but one of the things that came up this week was uh falvinga uh he had a tweet now uh, i'll talk about that in a minute mempools at three megabytes totally manageable uh, as soon as bitcoin gets a little bit more profitable to mine here and well, a lot more profitable to mine in about 12 hours from now when Bcash adjusts, we'll see that mempool probably increase. So I'm testing my theory here. My theory is as miners come back to Bitcoin from Bcash, then spam gets picked up and the mempool goes up and people are paying more money to the miners for the transactions. That is my theory. We'll see if that holds. Uh, okay. The average transaction size on chain is $2,936. I'd like to see that higher still, just like the last episode I talked about that. Local Bitcoin's volume, even though China had a huge all-time high this last week, which I did tweet that out as well, uh, even though they hit all-time highs, the total local Bitcoin's volume did not. It's down around $60 million transacted over the last uh, seven days. Paxful volume as well is not at all-time high. It was over $10 million, Now it's back down to $9.9 million. The overall OTC, or at least the public OTC market that we can see on these two websites, is about $70 million worth of Bitcoin transacted over the last 24 hours. Um, along the lines here in the news, local Bitcoins came out and said they're not going to support these airdrops like Bcash or 2x. They're just not going to do it. They're going to go Bitcoin only. And I think that's huge. Absolutely gigantic here. Bitcoin. Okay. So what about this Falvinga stuff? Um, he had a tweet rant, and let me pull that up because it's pretty funny. So he starts by saying, as of now, anybody using the word shitcoin or similar will be insta-blocked. I've had enough of the toxicity in the crypto community. And then, But listen to this very next tweet, and listen to the language. Even though it's mostly fed from one side, 
and he's blaming core. A lot of people are just trying to be worse pissants. Just don't. So after he says don't use words like shitcoin, he uses the word pissant. And says it's basically coming from one side, all this toxicity. So, I mean, he's just spreading it himself. What are my notes on this? I, I took some notes. Um, what a baby. Uh, we definitely are winning this fight. The Bitcoin side against Bcash and against 2x. Um, we're definitely winning because we're seeing pushback from several of these whales. Vinny Lingham has had this controversy with Whale Panda over the last couple days. You guys might want to check that out. Uh, Vinny is pushing back on 2x. Falvinga here on Bcash. Um, Falvinga is trying to say that this is not the way to form a community, but let's fork. Or this is not the way to take on legacy finance. Let's be passive wussies. That's what he's trying to say. Uh, Bitcoin is going to swallow the world. Don't try and get in the way and be a crybaby, Falvinga. He equates supporting Bcash to supporting freedom. And he's not dumb. This is just a straight up lie. He knows this is a lie. You can support people's right to fork. I do. I encourage people to fork. But it doesn't mean you have to be passive and nice and literally support, like, with your words, support a fork. Falvinga wants to keep you weak and passive. So guys like Varen himself, big whales out there. Falvinga is a big whale. He, he mortgaged his life, right? He sold all of his possessions back in like 2011 or 2012 and bought Bitcoin. So he is a big whale. So he wants Varen himself to be able to rule this while you're being a passive little weakling supporting everybody's freedom to fork. Don't fall for it. I'm sick of weak freedom fighters, limp-wristed anarchists, hermit old men stacking silver and gold. Bitcoin is going to swallow all of that. And don't let these guys talk you into a passive little wussy corner. Oh my God. And he said he's going to block all these people. Good, man. Get Put him in his little echo chamber where he's not important. Bitcoin. Anyway, all right, that's all I have for Bitcoin. Let's get on to some legacy market stuff. DXY is making a huge recovery here. 93.37. I think this has a lot to do with the German elections and, you know, Merkel not having as good a turnout uh, or as a good result as she wanted. A very weak uh, majority or whatever you call it over there. They have like so many different political parties. It's hard to keep it straight. But DXY is is finally bouncing. I've been waiting for this bounce for a long time. It looked like it was it looked like it wasn't actually going to happen, but it is right now ninety three thirty seven. Uh, gold eighty or twelve eighty nine. It's it's getting beat down a little bit here because of the stronger dollar. But I don't think this bull run is over for gold. I don't know how far down it will go, but uh, you know, it, it could go down a little bit more from here. SPX it. Did not close over 2500 from what I see yesterday down to 2496 with a stronger dollar. You know, we're going to see the stock market pull back still short term. Uh, I think this is going to be a pullback for the S&P. It, it could drop. I mean, it has support here pretty high up 2480, 2475, somewhere around there. Uh, but if, if this breaks those levels, it it could go quite quite a bit further down. Um, 
maybe all the way down to 2400 or something and by that time people are going to get really scared uh, we'll see where this ends up okay euro dollar you know this is almost inverse of the dxy not exactly but it is down to 1.174 i called the head and shoulders on the last show if you guys go back and listen um, with i said there was an invalidation at about 1.205 and it never got that high so it started falling the pattern is complete around 1.15, so there's a little bit further to go. Uh, that would correspond to, I don't know, maybe 94.5 on the DXY, and then we probably see a bounce uh, return to the trend. So this is not a trend reversal here for the euro or the dollar or gold. Uh, so I just expect this to run its course, a little correction, and then continue on the trend. Okay, a few things I want to say about Catalonia and... The Kurdish referendum in Iraq. Uh, why doesn't Catalonia just do like a hosted website, internationally hosted website, and do voting there? There's all this crazy hubbub about uh, the main government coming in and confiscating these paper ballots. I mean, just do it electronic. You're a little, little small country, and if you did it uh, well, then you wouldn't need these paper ballots. But anyways... What's more important than Catalonia is this Kurdish referendum. I linked to a great video uh, in the, the show notes by Caspian Report on YouTube. Um, the, the initial reports right now are that this independence movement won, and Turkey quickly threatened to cut off their pipeline in the region, and that's why oil has uh, gone up here a little bit overnight, at least overnight for me. Uh, I think Erdogan is in a really hard place, and I remember having a conversation about 10 years ago I was at like 30,000 feet over Iraq, and we were talking about this. If there's ever a Kurdish, uh, Kurdistan state, a Kurdistan state, uh, it would be a nightmare for regional powers. Like that is one of the things that they really wanted to fight. And it looks like it's actually coming true right now. So we'll see. It could intensify some uh, real conflict in the area, you know, because ISIS was all manufactured. That was all manufactured by Saudi, by Qatar, by the U.S., uh, by Turkey even but now we could see some actual um, destabilization of the area if Kurdistan is backed by one power over another I don't know they have a lot of they have a lot of uh, enemies on all sides we'll see how this turns out but yeah watch that video in the show notes it's pretty good Bitcoin all right that's all I have for this episode thank you to all my patrons I love you guys you're the best see you soon Thanks for listening.